0: Hello, dear friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Divine Health Podcast. Today, we are talking all about overcoming fears or feeling the fear and doing it anyways. I know that that is a book, but it has also been a life mantra that I have adopted to allow me to step into the person that I have always wanted to become on a soul level. And we're going to talk more about that in this episode. But before we dive into all things fear and overcoming it and using the energy of this season, I wanted to talk about a little bit of what has been going on on my end. If you are a big fan of the podcast, you'll notice that there has not been an episode all of August. I was feeling, I I was going through another massive healing phase and I felt a lot of guilt about not putting episodes out. And I actually sat sat down to try and do this episode at the beginning of August and it just didn't sit right. I recorded the whole thing. I listened to it and I was like, no, like you're just putting it out because you feel like you should put it out because you are comparing yourself to other people and saying, well, Sahara Rose, who's another really uh, well-known person for her podcast. And she got divorced and was still able to put them out. And why why couldn't i just sit down and put out an episode and i think that this is an important lesson which is why i'm tying it in is that sometimes when we're healing we need to give ourselves permission to go within to cocoon ourselves to to take a break, to take the time that we need. And the problem with myself is that I often see it as weakness and I use the shoulds and they just, they can crush you if they let, if you let them. And I, you should do this. It's, you already took a break. Why do you need another one? But I did, I really did. And I started to look for expanders. And this is something that I always say to you guys for people who have showed, Their authenticity in vulnerability, in taking time, and so I loved Rachel Melinda when she was talking about her stint with depression and what she did to make herself feel better, and the breaks that she took and the changes that she made. It was really, really inspiring for me. Yet here I was struggling for a big part of the summer, even though you don't see it on on social media, and I didn't quite know how to articulate it because it felt. I felt weak, like, why Why do I feel like this? I have all of these wonderful things in my life. My family is amazing. You know, my mom is amazing. I have all these things, but there was a deep sadness that I was working on healing and I really had to sit with it and I had to take time. And ultimately I chose myself and pleasing myself and healing myself over performing or putting out half-assed podcast so that I would please other people. And I'm not saying that that because I don't value this. I value the podcast. I value the community. I, I value you guys so, so, so much to the point where I would almost serve you over myself because it just fills me up. But I have also really leaned into... Honoring my body and the wisdom and my intuition. It was like, you need another break. And it wasn't because I was lazy and just wanted to enjoy the summer with my kids, which is what it very much looks like on Instagram or, or TikTok. But it was very much I had to go within and spend a lot. I spent a ton of time in nature, really redefining my definition of success, really sitting with my sadness, really fighting my depression really really just not allowing it to suck me down into the hole that it wanted to and I can have another episode on that if there's interest on like I I didn't fight in a sense that don't feel these feelings it was like you're not these feelings don't let it swallow you and you identify as depression it was like okay there's a deep sadness and sit with it but also work with yourself the same way that I I would do that with nutrition. So I made sure I got movement. I made sure I sat in nature. I was very mindful of what I was consuming. And I'm happy to say that I feel so nourished now coming into September because I took that time. And the other expanding analogy that really helped me with this is that, again, if, you have an energy wound or an inner core wound that you're dealing with and no one else can see, you can feel guilty. Like, why do I feel this way? Or I should just feel better. Or you, you know, almost want to spiritually bypass or emotionally bypass that. But the thing is, it's it's coming up because you're ready to heal it. So I kept just saying like, you have time and space, just take the time to to really dig deep. And it was another period of transformation and oh my gosh you guys like i didn't think that there was anything else that i could shed i didn't think that there was anything else uh but apparently there was and it feels so freeing and liberating because i really cut away all the shoulds i really cut away pleasing others over myself i'm really stepping into my intuition and my gifts and honoring that and really Not being afraid to heal. And that's where this episode stemmed from. So I'm trying to tie it back into why I'm talking about fear again, because I recently had an episode talking about using our spiritual practices to overcome fear. But I really want to touch on it in a more gentle or divine feminine way of how fear can really hold us back from stepping into the person that we want to become. And often, fear feels uncomfortable. So we will sidestep it just like sadness and, and some of those harder feelings, they can really feel hard to sit with. So we will often reach for other temporary distractions so that we feel better. But I promise you, if you can feel those deeper emotions and just really listen, it just shifts Things inside of you. I don't even know how to put it into words, but you really come into this sense of trust and peace and harmony within yourself. And there's so much wisdom that you learn about yourself that you feel unstoppable. So there is this quote and I forgot to write her name down, but she is the author. I feel like it's Brianna West. I might be messing up her last name but she is the author of the mountain is you. I was reading this book at the beginning of summer and then I decided to just put it down and I took a total hiatus from personal growth and development this summer and just read for fun and came back to doing things just for for fun. Um but there's a quote in her book and if you haven't read that book I highly recommend it. I'm going to start it now that we're back in September. And this quote I absolutely love and it says that remember that the minute you take your first step into the life of your dreams, the first to greet you there is fear, nod, and keep walking. And I love that like I, because it's so true. Everything in my life where it's, I have this thing on my vision board, I have this feeling, I have this inner yearning and knowing for what fulfills my soul's purpose and really nourishes my mind, body, and soul. And then on the other side of that there's always a bit of fear because you're pushing up against your edge, that growth edge, right? So you're pushing just the envelope of your comfort zone and of course there's going to be fear there. But the thing is you hey, fear, how's it going? And you keep going. You keep walking. You take that next soul-aligned action to keep pushing that edge in this gentle way that allows you to grow and embody and become the person that you've always desired to become, the person who is inside of you. And that's not to say that the person you are today is not enough and you always need to keep pushing and growing. That's the reason I I started with <laughs> the sentiment that I did. Sometimes you need to recoil and retract and reground and come back to what is important for you. Like I said this summer, I really redefined what does success mean to me? what does a successful life look and feel like for me it changed drastically and it continues to change so I think these like little periods of going within are really important because you really get to the root of what you want and why it's important and I know we've talked about this on a lot of other episodes and this is how it's all kind of intermeshed but even this podcast I really sat with because I took such a break from it, if I wanted to come back, what was my intention for this podcast? Why am I doing it? And initially, I, I really thought, oh, I'll create this brand, and I'll build this big thing, and I'll get sponsorships, and I can monetize it. And that I can see now clear as day. Yes, it's beautiful, but all external, 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 Is that the real reason why I started this podcast? And the answer is no. I started this podcast because I wanted it to be a resource. I wanted it to be helpful. I wanted it to share wisdom. I wanted it to be inspiring and motivate people to Take the wisdom that they're learning, take these fears, take the lessons that come from these episodes, whether they're with me or with a a guest expert, and apply it to your life so that you can create your own divine blueprint for the life that you want. so you're not staying in this stuckness and And so, when I really connected back to that, I was like, of course i I don't want to take a break from it. I want to keep going. I just needed to know when it felt right to come back to it again and Now's the time <laughs> and I love it because right now we are in September, which is Virgo season right now w- that we are in and Virgo is all about structure, planning, routine, organization. And this is a perfect time to reevaluate your goals for the fall, uh, coming back to what does divine health mean for you? And then are there any fears that are in the way of that? and I'll I'll explain more in a little bit that are kind of blocking you from stepping into that and I've talked a little bit about this on Instagram Uh, recently in, in August. And that's why I was going to record this in August. And then I just had to take, I had to get on the other side of it. I was still kind of sitting in it. And I just felt like, you know, the expression, like you share not from the open wound, but from like when it's scarred and you're like, okay, yes, I'm ready to, to talk about this, which is kind of how I felt. And so I meant to circle back to this earlier about the other analogy that helped me take The time and space. And I said to myself, if you physically hurt yourself, so if you broke your ankle or you broke your wrist or you needed to take time to heal, because it's physical, you could see it, you could take that time to heal. But because this is an energetic or emotional thing that people can't see, it was like I couldn't give myself permission to heal. But the moment that I thought about it in that way, I was able to give myself that permission. And so there's so much in this podcast that's about giving you permission to be yourself, like your truest, I know I say it all the time, most authentic self, so that you can really peel back the layers. You can really take off the masks and do you. And I know that that's a big shift that I was going through is like, my podcast doesn't have to look like anybody else's. I don't have to have the most elaborate guests like yes that would be awesome but i already feel like there i have a lot of wisdom to share and when i feel inspired to bring people on i will do that and i'm really just honoring that so thanks for being here thanks so much for for being a community member of the podcast and for tuning in and i hope you enjoy this episode as much as i enjoyed recording it because i've written through my notes here And I wanted to talk about fears. So they can range in severity. And so obviously the fears that I'm talking about are not um, putting yourself in danger. So that would be if there is a really scary person following you in an alleyway. I think I shared this before. And you're not gonna be like, I'm gonna confront this person. That's not what I'm talking about here. When I say overcoming fears and feel the fear and do it anyways. If you felt that and wanted to go to a self-defense class, for sure. Cool. But I'm talking about these fears where you maybe don't feel safe because you haven't done it before, but, or you're scared that if I try this, if I put this out there and fail, then who am I going to be? So, you know, those inner fears that we have, and they can be so minute and small to, to pretty big, right? So I had the, the fear of jumping out of a plane, and this is where I really started to tackle understanding and I mean, I've been doing it for years. When I taught at Georgian, I was so afraid before my first lecture. I was just so nervous. But you you have to turn it into excitement. And that's what I would do. I'd be like, okay, these butterflies in my in my stomach that I'm feeling is flutters of excitement because I'm doing something that I've always wanted to do. When Mark asked me after our son was born... When the company that I worked for before was no longer, uh, he I was like, What am I gonna do for, for a job? And he's like, Well, what do you wanna do? And I said, Well, I would love to teach at Georgian and be a yoga instructor. And he said, Okay, let's take what what action plan do we need to take? And it was like this light bulb went off in my head. I don't know if I've shared this story before or not, where it was like, You mean I can decide what I want to do? Like I don't just have to go on the job bank and look for a job and just Take whatever I can get because that's the situation that I'm in, and it was like this big shift for me. So I signed up for my yoga teacher training. I start. I already practiced daily, and I, it was a part of who I am. I embodied yoga, and it really helped me start my healing journey. And uh long story short, so I was nervous. I got. I was now going to be teaching at Georgia and so nervous, but I turned it into excitement and feeling so proud. So that's the best thing. When you feel that, that fear, you turn it into excitement and then you do it. You nod and you keep going. After I taught my first class, I was on cloud nine because I had just pushed my comfort zone. I had just grown. And then it was not great. Yeah, I look back and I was like, that was probably my worst lecture ever. But I learned from there and I understand how to get better. And I understood more about how to engage students to get them to want to learn and and really dive into the information and make it exciting. It It was a really cool experience. And so you can keep doing that. And I've constantly been doing that the biggest fear that I've been overcoming recently is letting go of my identity and holding on to who I thought it was. It was hard. Walking into the unknown, hard. So many fears, so many what ifs, so many like, what if you're doing the wrong thing? But in my in my heart and soul, I know that I'm not. So I have to trust. I have to feel this uncomfortable feeling. I have to feel this unknowing. And I have to keep moving forward because I know that this is my direction and what's meant for me won't miss me. So even though I'm in that beginning chapter or that sprouting phase where you planted the seed you're in the darkness you're in the darkness you wonder if you're ever going to come out to the light and then all of a sudden you sprout out and you're like oh my god it's finally coming together just a little bit like it's such a good feeling but you can't move to that good feeling without overcoming that fear the reason that we want to face these fears, and I'm going to go through some tips and strategies. So this isn't just about me, but just giving some of the resources and information that helped me work through my fears. So even if one thing lands for you to help you move through something in your life, or like I said, we're in Virgo season in organizing and planning, maybe there's you know a new health habit that you really want to pay attention to, but you have fears about it, you can use this information to help you. And now is the time is the message that I keep hearing. Like now is the time, like it's a perfect time to develop a habit, to look at this and overcome it with excitement and knowing that if you can work through these steps, you can absolutely do it. And if you have any questions about anything that I'm talking about today, just reach out out to me over on Instagram at Pam underscore Raka. And I would love to chat about this with you because I know that I'm not alone in facing the fear of the unknown and embracing change. There's been a lot of oracle readings and uh, tarot readings that I've been doing lately where there's a lot of people that are being, you know, pushed to that edge again, where it's like, okay, you thought you wanted this because it looked good on paper but that was to please other people. And now here's what you really want. And it's like, we know that we want it, but it, it can be quite scary or a little bit fearful. But So yes, coming back to the reason why this is so important is because when you can face your fear, when you realize that you can do the thing, when you realize that you can expand your skill, you can develop that mastery, you feel so empowered. You feel so good and that allows you to feel unstoppable because you think if i can do this what else can, what else do i want to do what else can i learn what else have i been holding myself back from and it's this very freeing experience where you allow your soul to speak up and you you try the next thing and you know you have this trust in yourself and i know i talked about this before so when i jumped out of the airplane which i never ever thought i could do <laughs> and i did and i loved it i love 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 loved it see this fear in my head was stopping me from this experience because your mind will run into and this is a protection mechanism of all the reasons why you shouldn't do it and all the reasons why it could be horrible and what i want you to shift is to look at all the reasons why it could be amazing look at all of the like what if it could turn out better than you can ever imagine is an expression that I say all the time now. Because when you're walking into the unknown, it's like, again, you hold those stories, those fear-based thought patterns of what if this? Oh my goodness, there's so much uncertainty and we're taught to to live in certainty even if it's not serving us, even if it is uncomfortable, even if it's making us miserable, it's like, you got certainty. And I that doesn't, doesn't work for me anymore. So I was able to change my perspective with that experience. And if you haven't listened to that episode, just circle back to the last episode I had uh, facing your fears through your spiritual practices. Um and I talk about how you can use your practices to help you overcome that. So I'm not going to be talking about that in this episode. This is more so just getting your mindset in the right place so that you can change that mindset and then you can go back and use those spiritual practices to help you. So putting these kind of two pieces together. The first thing that is important when you you understand this fear that you want to overcome is identifying what it is and why you want to overcome it. So what is the significance? Because that is going to help you spin it into a positive space. So if you are currently in a job that you are not liking and you have a fear of, well, what if this is all I can have and What if I'll never get the job that makes more money? You know, all of those stories, just write them out, write out those fears, write out those stories that come up and then right underneath them or right beside them, write it in a positive growth mindset, right? So we have that fixed mindset and that growth mindset. Fixed mindset is like, it's fixed that this is a fact and it's going to be this way forever. And that's not true truth can be that i'm here now and this is what i want and i i love to add that and and that you can switch it to that growth mindset and and what do you actually want it to be and yes when you want those things you are going to push up against that edge like i say to expand that comfort zone that's the only way that you expand it that growth zone the only way you can grow is going into discomfort and you can reframe it into excitement that you're actually living your life, that you're actually listening to your intuition and going on that soul's guidance. Like I could have very easily been like, no, I'm going to fight this (laughs) tooth and nail that I'll just stay a nutritionist. I'll just post recipes and I'll stay here because I'm too afraid to walk into the unknown. I could have kept doing that, but the more that I even kept doing that, it just wasn't working. Like every, it was like square peg round round hole. And I'm like, this worked before. Why isn't it working now? And it was because I knew that it was time to shift and I held on longer because of fear. So again, that's why I'm sharing this because there might be someone out there that right now is knowing that there's a shift that needs to come in. Your intuition might be nudging you, guiding you. And those small little whispers And it's our job to listen. It's our job to cultivate those practices that allow us to move forward and not let that fear hold us in that small (laughs) comfort zone, which feels so cozy, but it's not where anything grows. The next step. So after you identify what the fear is and identify the story and you can flip that, the next step is to write down one action step that you can do to work through your fear. So you don't have to overcome it. You don't have to you know, arm wrestle with it. You can just say, how can I feather through this? How can I gently work through this? So an example, like a really simple example would be someone who maybe ate terribly all summer because it happens. There's so many events and abundance that is happening. And maybe now with September coming in, you might be like, oh, I'm finally ready to just really... Focus on my health and eating better. But then that fear creeps in is, well, last time you did this, you went on a diet, then you did this, and then it didn't work out. So why even bother? That's how fear works. It creeps in and it can be that small. It could be a larger thing, like having this niggle. Like, I know, like, using myself as an example, in May, I quit alcohol and was like, I knew I had a niggle. Like, you have to challenge yourself to not have it for a while as a human science experiment to see how good, good can feel. And there's a lot of fear there because there are a lot of stories of well, what am I going to do for fun? And that was a fun experiment. experiment in itself is I learned so much about myself this summer Uh, without alcohol. I did have it a few times. This is not what this episode is about. I'm going to have a complete episode next week talking all about what I learned about my experiment with uh, removing alcohol for three months completely being sober. I learned so much and I'm going to share that. But that's what I invite you to do when you take that action step At towards that fear, towards that new habit, towards maybe the fear is, you know, your relationship isn't working out anymore and you don't know how to have that conversation. So many women that I talk to don't want, we've been taught not to shake the boat, so to speak. So it's like our throat chakra will want to say something, we'll have this inner knowing, but we restrict our words because we don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable, which leads to us feeling uncomfortable, leads to dis-ease because we're not speaking our truth. We're not being honest with our needs and what we want. And so that fear could be there of speaking your truth, being who you are, asking for what you need, telling your partner that this isn't working out. We need to reassess our agreements and what makes a happy, healthy marriage. And that's hard. There's a lot of fear there. I understand that because I remember when Mark and I had to have hard conversations, it's hard to Communicate that. And it's also hard to listen to them communicating about maybe where they're dissatisfied and you have to sit through it and you have to listen and you have to, you know, to be non-responsive. And that's emotional maturity is being able to sit and have those hard conversations and you grow on a soul level, but you have to go through that fear is what I'm saying. So there's so many different levels to what fear could show up for you. So I invite you with this podcast at, at the end of it, Take some time today or take some time this week to sit in your happy place and really ask, what is my soul ready to move through right now? What's coming up for me that maybe I'm feeling a little fear around creating this change and how can I... Start to work through these steps. So, how can I identify this fear? How can I write like what's one uh, positive mindset, growth mindset around this fear? What is one action step that I can do today to move forward through this? So, for example, coming back to the hard conversations, you don't just drop it on your partner's lap when they're coming in. You could start by saying, when they come home from work and they've had dinner and they've had a shower and they're relaxed, I'm going to say, we need to have a, an important conversation soon. When would be a good time for you? Because I really want to grow together as a couple. And that's an invitation for them to meet you at a time that's convenient for them too, to sit down and be uninterrupted and have that conversation. Or maybe for the fear with the nutrition, maybe you actually do reach out to a nutritionist or get seek that support that could be the action step for you. So there's so many different avenues that I can't play them all out for you. But all I can say is if you sit with yourself, you know yourself. Every single client that I've ever worked with in nutrition has always been like, I don't know. And as soon as I'm like, well, I would ask you a question. They're like, well, I think this. I'm like, yeah, you knew <laughs> deep, deep, deep down. You always know. You just have to sit with yourself and you have to take that time to reflect. It might not come up in one second, but it will come up and you'll start to see these patternings. And that's the beautiful thing that I love about fear is that you can notice these patternings of like, oh, yeah, here it's creeping in. It's telling me these comparison stories. It's telling me why I should give up on this. It's trying to keep me safe in my comfort zone. I can identify that pattern and I don't have to let it pull me back so I retract. I can keep pushing that edge and saying, okay, this is really exciting. <laughs> Here we grow, universe. Let's go. Another really helpful mindset when we're talking about taking that action step is it's not that I'm succeeding or failing when I'm addressing this fear. So again, coming back to the healthy eating, you, you don't just eat healthy one day and then you're like, yeah, I've mastered it. Coming back to healing, you don't just ground one day and you say like I'm grounded for the rest of life. You don't just have that one conversation with your partner. It's like we're not succeeding or failing. It's I'm constantly trying. I'm constantly practicing. I like that word back better. Not trying, practicing. I'm constantly practicing and experimenting and exploring and expanding. And I'm not giving up on myself. That has been such a helpful reframe for me is because before I lived in success and failure, doing really well, not doing well. And yes, there is a lot of polarity, but there's always also like this fluidity and flow state where I believe my best creations come when I'm in that flow state. And that flow state is I'm practicing, I'm showing up, I'm not giving up, I'm in this energy of this feels aligned. So like let's go. I hope that was is helpful for whoever needs to hear that today. Uh, the next step is to just not be afraid of of fear because those thoughts. That, that afraid feeling will come up. But again, like I said, if you can just identify, oh, I'm feeling afraid because I'm doing something new. It's the same thing when you get those nerves when you do something new because you're a beginner. So you have to come in with that beginner mindset. I haven't done this before and that's okay. I don't have to do it perfectly the first time. And that's another one of my tips is to let go of perfection. And that's what was really robbing me from a lot of joy with this podcast was I was trying to have the perfect hosts. I wanted to have better stuff on Instagram. I wanted to promote it in, in a way like all of these people where they have, they, they can fund creators to help them. And I'm just, I'm not there yet. And that like, and that's okay. I don't have to be perfect. I can share because I feel called to share And that's where I am with everything when it comes to perfection. And I talked about these fears on Instagram and these can seem really silly, but just to show you the level of how they can infiltrate our lives and why I feel it's so important to dedicate a whole podcast to it is that uh, the fear of being seen for who you really are, that's a big one. I had a fear of not using filters. It sounds so silly to say, but it felt to me that if I didn't put look put together, if I didn't look really good, then I'm not good enough that who would want to look at that. That was a big part of what I started to practice this summer is I practiced not using filters. I practiced being seen for who I am right now. I I, I also took a, a lot of peel back time, which is OK. But it has allowed me to step into a deeper level of who I am in this comfort and peace in that, which I feel like I've said three times, but it, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, I see the real, real me and that wasn't an overnight thing. And I don't think I felt this in a really long time. So it feels really, really good, but it took going through those fears letting go of those perfections everything i did it was like i would criticize myself because it it wasn't good enough so then i would want to delete it i would want to not show up because the real real me the unmasked the unfiltered was it good enough and then i had to just be like it is what it is the right people will be there The same thing with relationships. Like if you're in a partnership where your partner only loves you, if you are like certain conditions, like you make this much money or you look this way, like we're going to age, things are going to change. And that love is conditional. And the love that I wanted for myself and, you know, for the people in my family and my community is this unconditional love that we don't have to be perfect, we don't have to have it all figured out. We can be so messy and this work in progress and so beautiful. There's so much beauty in the chaos. There's so much beauty in life. None of it comes from perfection is a big lesson that I learned. So just let it go. And that's one of the big fears that a lot of people have when it comes to to creating a healthy life is like we oh, I have to eat perfect or I'm not great. Or oh, I have to not drink or I'm going to drink all the drinks. I have to Work out all the time, or why bother? I didn't work out this week, you know. And it's just like let it go, like let it go of all the nothing, let go of the perfection, and just tap into showing up for yourself consistently, each and every day in whatever capacity that you can. So the next step is to ask yourself, what are you ready to let go of or clear out? And a lot of times, fear we hold on to old things, we hold on to like our comfort blanket, we hold on to stories that allow us to stay in victim mode because we're getting something out of it but for you to step into the life that you want to live for you to take ownership of your happiness of your joy of what a successful life is for you to call in the things on your vision board you can, you're not going to get them from playing a victim you're not going to get them from holding old loops in the past you're not going to get them from having so much anxiety in the present moment that you're already living in the future so what are you ready to let go of? How are you, like, and how would that feel to just sever those ties? And you can energetically, you can emotionally, um, you can do it as a ritual, you can do it as a writing it down and then burning it safely or just crumpling it up and throwing it in the, the recycle bin. You can process that in whatever way you want. But I know that that was really helpful for me and there was a lot of fears in there. So again, that identity that I was stuck on who am I if I'm not Pam, the nutritionist, a cookbook author? It was hard. And it sounds so silly, but I had built up this brand and people tell you that's what you're supposed to do. But the thing is, we didn't come here as humans to be a brand. And so I, I was like, okay, I'm ready to let go of all of the labels of who I think I am. And I'm ready to just allow myself to be surprised at who Pam is. And I'm allowing myself to intuitive, intuitively feel into what feels right. And that was scary, but <laughs> it, it worked out better than I could have ever imagined. Again, working through that fear is going to be so rewarding. So what are you ready to let go of? Or what are you ready to clear out? Don't build up that fear in your head and acknowledge, just stop, like, and have that reframe when you notice that your brain is doing that because it will it will want to keep you safe like you can't let go of that what are you talking about that served you for so long no one's going to follow you no one's going to like you if you do that no one's going to like you if you change what are your parents going to say look out (laughs) because it will talk and it can snowball and you can simply just say stop you can change a thought you can redirect and focus on what no I'm so excited to let this go. This feels so liberating because I have this trust that whatever is meant for me, like this isn't happening for no reason. This is not coming up. I'm being so divinely guided and supported. So I don't have to attach myself to this. I don't have to hold on to this any longer because it's actually slowing me down and weighing me down. So, you can reframe in whatever way is helpful, but that was what was really helpful for me. The next step is to develop grounding techniques or techniques that help you work through your fears. So, like I said before, we can feather through them. And so, grounding techniques, I talked a lot about, I believe, in the spiritual practices. So, I'm not going to talk a ton about them, but if you're finding yourself feeling unsafe, so I want to have this conversation, but like I'm having so much anxiety because I don't feel safe to have this conversation. And it's that you, You are safe, but your body is nervous because you've never done it before. So not like, okay, you're actually not safe, but you're trying to trick yourself that you're safe. There's a difference. And I hope that translates through here, but basically it's uncomfortable to have those hard conversations. So your anxiety or your jitters or the what if might come in. But if you can ground yourself by uh taking a couple of deep breaths in nature to reset your nervous system and re-regulate and drop into the present moment or EFT tapping, just reaffirming in your meridians. Um if you if you haven't looked up EFT emotional freedom technique, so there are certain tapping points and you say things and it works wonders. I almost would like I kind of want to have a whole workshop on doing that as just a it's another tool in your tool belt that you can come to when you're feeling anxious, when you're not feeling safe, when these fears are telling you, No, don't have the conversation, just sit and hold on to this unhappiness. You can be like, No, even though right now I'm feeling scared, tapping in the next one, I know that I'm safe. I know that it's important for me to communicate my needs and that by doing, you know, like you you go through this whole script and you can look it up on YouTube. There's so many educational videos out there, uh, but it can really help in grounding. You can also do a meditation for whatever you need, which I've talked about a gajillion times. There's so many other spiritual practices. Uh, even just walking barefoot outside connects you to the earth and and it it has this grounding, I call it earthing effect that can help you. And you can just simply say, I'm safe. I'm safe to be myself. I am safe to, to walk into the unknown. I know the only way out is through. So I'm just going to trust that if I keep taking one soul aligned action step at a time, I will make it through. And that was really, really helpful for me. You can develop whatever grounding practices work for you. If you don't know and you feel like, oh, I'm kind of feeling this ping for EFT, like, let's check it out. Check it out. (laughs) Try it out. I know it's been very, very helpful for me and some of the soul clients that I, I work with. And if you're feeling like, oh, my gosh, yes, I want to do all these things and I don't know quite how to do them on my own that's why I have the coaching program. And it is all about helping you navigate that clarity on what you want and using the tools to overcome um, and strategize and plan to, to actually achieve them. And I just love the success that I've been having with the clients that I have right now. And it's beautiful how I was able to transition from nutrition to health coaching into this deeper soul work. And it all is coming together, but I had to push through those fears initially. So it's just really cool when you can see the, how you've always been guided to exactly where you're meant to be. And it's always, uh, it's better than you can even imagine. So I'll just leave it there. But the next step is to ask yourself, what support do I need? So this is a beautiful reminder. And I love this card from the Work Your Light Oracle deck. And it is soul family. And it says, you do not have to do this alone. And I I think I've said this like a lot of times on this podcast, but I think so often I know I really felt this way in my healing journey is that I don't want to burden anybody, especially as a mom, as a wife. I don't want to burn my kids. I don't want to burden my partner. I don't want to burden my mom, who I did, because <laughs> moms are always there for you. I don't want to burden my sisters. I don't want to burden my boss. I, so you just suffer in silence, and that's not helpful. That's not helpful at all. So you have to, you don't have to. I highly recommend seeking support if you feel very alone and you're having a hard time and you feel like support would be helpful, but you're not sure where, just start, start investigating, looking for different things that you feel called to. I know someone I was recently talking to is like, I feel called to a hypnotherapist. I'm like, check it out. (laughs) That's a sign or, you know, whatever, whoever kind of randomly pops in, um, could be like womb healing. It could be energy work. It could be, I know there was a sacred rage, uh, ceremony that someone did, and that was so supportive for what they needed to release these emotions and release these fears and anger that they had within them. And I was like, that is beautiful. So, support doesn't always have to be therapy or coaching, like, there's so many different ways. So, allow yourself to, you know, expand your consciousness into receive. I, like when you put that request out, and it's so funny. Like when the student is ready, the teacher appears. I really believe that. I truly believe that. But you have to be open to it. You can't be like, I can't find sport anywhere. That's just that ne- that fear based thinking uh, running on a loop again and again and again. So open yourself up. Allow yourself the space. Actually, I'm just looking underneath and chuckling because that's exactly what I had right underneath what support you need is allow yourself the space so if you're not sure just sit in it and just sit mentally energetically physically uh, spiritually, like, what do I need? What would support me? And it could be something as simple as like, I, a cleaning lady would would support me, you know, and this doesn't tap into fears, but it's like, so I can give myself more space to ground more, to focus on going for that run, for focusing on having more resources to not drink or whatever it is that you need. So it can be completely different and it's all tied into overcoming that fear. But when you give yourself that space, answers will drop in more readily than when you're really busy and allowing your or your mindset to run them up. The next word that I, that I had was uh, breathing through it. So, again, this kind of taps back into the grounding practices, but just practice breathing through it. I know when I was going to go skydiving, that's one of the practices that I said. I really did intentional deep breathing before. And then I told myself, when you jump, you're free falling for 45 seconds. It's not that long. But if you're mind is freaking out. I gave myself a tool that I would come to and I would I told myself I'm going to practice my meditative deep breathing so that I don't freak out and I I'm going to change my mindset into what if this is the most exhilarating 45 seconds, 5 minutes of my whole entire life. I'd breathe through it all the time when I'm anxious about my kid's first day of school, I just breathe through it. I'm just like, they're they're amazing. They're going to do great. Um, and I teach them that technique too, right? So if you are having a craving for alcohol and you, you've given it up and you're like, here we go again. I'm going to do the same thing that I didn't want to do. Breathe through it. Breathe through the craving. Change up your energy. Go somewhere different. Try something different and it'll pass. It's such a simple thing that can reground our nervous system. It can bring us back into harmony. It can bring us back into the present moment. It's free. It just takes that like hit the reset button. And I feel like I've talked about this before, but it's it's a really easy tool. It's just like drinking water, but <laughs> most of the people that I worked with with nutrition coaching are like, yeah, I don't drink enough water. And it's like most people don't take enough time to breathe deeply. But it can really help you with feeling safe. So maybe you just take that deep breath when you're feeling unsure, uncertain, or fear is really overcoming. You just take that deep breath in through the nose and exhale it through the mouth or the nose, whatever feels intuitive for you. And just saying, I feel safe. I feel safe. It's really helpful. You can play the game of imagine the worst and then overcoming those things because it almost gives you permission to just brain dump all the things that you're thinking instead of being like, don't think that, don't think that, don't think that. You know, it's almost like if I say, don't think about a pink elephant, all of a sudden you're like pink elephant or when you say don't look and then people look. So you can just imagine the worst, write it all out and then again, flip the script. What happens if... It's even better. So, like, I'll I'll, I did that. I was like, okay. So, what happens if I change my Instagram platform, my bio, silly things, and then every single follower drops off my list? I'm like, okay. So, I'm starting at zero. I've done that before. That's I I started this page at zero in 2017. I can do that. Okay. So you can neutralize those fears in the worst that you think would be so terrible, but are they? No. They're not like, obviously, it would be disheartening because I I put a lot of time and energy in building this community and in, you know, just nurturing these relationships with these wonderful people. But ultimately, it's not going to mean I'm going to go into a rock bottom. It means I'm just going to create my new community and know that the more that I am myself, the more that I'm going to attract people that like me for me. So that's that's more important to me. Than a number, if that makes sense. So that's just a silly example. But another imagine the worst is, okay, if I have this hard conversation with Mark, what happens if he doesn't love me anymore, or he wants a divorce? And then I I literally said to myself, that would be terrible. That would be really hard for the kids. But could I survive? Yes. I could because I'm a survivor. I like I don't want that. But it was just like I could neutralize that the worst fear I could overcome. I hope that that is helpful in you understanding how. Um, so again, imagining the worst. Okay, the worst case scenario, I have given up drinking and then I started drinking again and then I'm in this hole again. Okay, that is the worst. But you know that you've already done it for three months or however long. So, you know, you can do it again. So use it as that, that growth mindset is what I'm talking about when we imagine worse. You're giving yourself the permission to just like, almost like uh, mental diarrhea, like just let it all out and then understand that you're still safe, that you you can still overcome that. Obviously, the only thing you can't overcome is death or death of a loved one. But that also is a part of life as I'm learning, you know, just and that was one of my biggest fears is losing a parent and it happened. And, you know, there's nothing I can do to control that or, or or make it better, but I could breathe through it. I could practice. I could EFT tap. I could take time to heal and just face those feelings, sit in them. <laughs> and so the saying that I have is like sitting in the suck. Like why, why call it, you know, something magical when you're, you're sitting in the suck, but they're, There's so much that I have learned since then. So I'm not going to dwell on that area, but I just like a lot changes when you're just like, oh yeah, like fear, like there, there there's some pretty intense fears out there, but I try and be as realistic as I can with them if, if that makes sense. And that's what I wanted to tie into imagining the worst, like not actually like when I was going to jump out of a parachute, for example, I'll just say it because my mind's already thinking of it. I wasn't like, oh my God, what if I die? I didn't think that. I didn't imagine that worse because I was just like, I'm not putting that energy into the universe. <laughs> I'm just not. So you can use your own discernment is what I would highly recommend when you imagine the worst. Certain things, like I just don't imagine the worst with death is is I guess the caveat that I would say. I would imagine the worst in like this could happen and I would still figure a way to overcome it and be resilient. And what the last three years have really taught me is, oh my gosh, I feel like I've been in the arena and I feel like I've got the crap kicked out of me and I don't identify and hold on to that. I just keep getting back up. I keep practicing. I keep learning. I keep growing. I keep feeling the fear and doing it anyways. <laughs> and I have grown exponentially. Mark and I, our relationship has grown exponentially from having those conversations if I could recommend to any couple at all is I wish we would have had those conversations sooner and you know we did it initially when things were so like in the honeymoon stage and you know before kids but after kids it's tricky, it's so tricky and you know when hardships come, when death comes, when all these things come, you know it's so easy in a relationship in the beginning to be like, oh yes in sickness and health but like really? In sickness, like you'll support that person, you'll be patient, you'll be kind, you'll be loving. And when you find that person, oh, so special. But okay, the next point that I would say is to look for evidence. When you are having that fear loop of, okay, like skydiving, for example. I'm like, okay, there was three planes that went through this morning and they all came out. I watched them on cloud nine. That evidence is showing me this is a fun experience. When I look for people, like I said, Reach Melinda, who changed her whole business and has shared about her struggles with depression and shared all these things openly and honestly, I respected her more. And that was like, okay, evidence that I can share my journey. I don't have to keep it hidden and only show one side i wanted to show all the sides i've always wanted to be honest and transparent and helpful and just really real like there's so many fake people that i like i don't want to be one of them i've really wanted to be real on all parts and that that had to come from me looking at the parts where i was still holding those vulnerabilities really close to my chest and knowing that yeah i don't have to share everything but I, I wanted to be truthful that change is hard. It's inevitable, but you can really work with yourself and and sharing the wisdom that I, I learned with that. So look for evidence on how it could be really helpful. Look for evidence on, and it could be an expander. It could be an example from your past. So when I want to do hard things sometimes that I'm really afraid to do, I will say I gave birth three times. I am strong. (laughs) I did that. And even Rowan, I gave birth without an epidural. If I can do that, I can do this. And so that's where those fears come through. And so this summer, one of my fears, I have never, we've always grown up on the bay. My dad always drove. And last year our boat sat parked. Obviously we're all devastated. Obviously none of us knew how to drive it, because he always drove. like We drove with him in the boat, but he docked it, it, all of the things. So it was a big goal of mine to learn how to do it myself. So not let let Mark learn how to do it. I wanted to learn how to drive, dock, all the things with the boat myself. I wanted to learn the waters myself. I knew them because I grew up on them, but I was still afraid with me just trusting me. So I got in avionics. I practiced with my mom the one time and she was Pushing her edge and her comfort zone because she said, I, I have to do it. Like, you know, my partner's not here anymore to do it for me. And that was really illuminating for me to be like, I want to be independent so that I can do these things. I don't have to, but I want to. Uh, and this summer I learned how to drive the boat and it was using my past experience of jumping out of the airplane to say, like, if I can jump out of an airplane, I can fucking dock a boat. You know, <laughs> sorry to be blunt, but it was just like, if I can do that. I can handle this, you know, and even if it takes me three tries, even if it, we're lucky it's a Stanley, so it's even if I hit the dock a little bit, I will learn and grow and practice and I won't give up and I'll figure it out. And we had a great summer on the water. I took the boat out so many times and it was so nice to not have to be like, oh, Mark's not here. We can't do that. Or it, it was just really empowering. And now I'm using that to say, what else? <laughs> and that's what I want to invite you to do. You can look for evidence in your past of things that you've overcome that were really hard, that you, you overcame and that you'd be like, if I can do that, you can for sure do this. I can for sure do it. The next thing that I want to talk about is uh, talking about it with someone else. So having that accountability. So this kind of ties in with what support do you need, but this could be totally different. So for example, Layla and I did a vision boards at the beginning of summer or summer bucket list or summer living list. And one of my goals I said to her was that I wanted to drive the boat. And it was, I don't know if it was like near the end of July, I looked and I'm like, I haven't even remotely tried this goal. And summer's so short. So I was like, okay, like, this is it. I'm going to just like do it. And talking about it with her, having it planted in, having telling other people. And I put it on social media too, like as that accountability, like this is a thing or like um, talking about it, talking about sobriety and saying, okay, I this is three months sober. Oh my goodness. Something that I never thought I could do. I'm doing this and that accountability of like, "Hey, I'm showing up publicly. You don't have to do it that way, but you can do it in whatever capacity works for you. But I find when you tell someone your goal or uh, the fear that you're working through, it, it can really help because, again, you get that accountability and you can get that support with it. The last tip for today is to reward yourself because you are doing the work. You are the exception. You are the person that is committed to your growing. And so often we don't realize it takes a lot of effort. It it doesn't have to, but it takes that consistent being I don't want to use the word awake, but you're paying attention to your investments in yourself. So instead of spending an hour doom scrolling, maybe you are, you know, facing that fear and building that side hustle. Or instead of watching episode upon episode of Netflix, you are creating a podcast. Instead of getting drunk every night, you are developing a healthy nighttime routine where you connect with your kids and like there's so many different it, and that's not easy the path of least resistant is to keep doing what you've been doing even if it makes you miserable and you know even you might think it's making you happy like i really thought you know wine makes me happy but then does it really like you can really start to look at that because i would notice that you know sometimes in the morning you're feeling a little groggier or you know you're a little crankier is that fun no not really. You know, what's fun is waking up early with energy and feeling awesome and no hangovers. So you reward the shit out of yourself (laughs) for doing that hard work. I am giving you permission right now to reward yourself and you don't need permission from me. But I know as a mom so often I'm like, oh, I only did this, you know, like no big deal. I still need to do this, this, this. And it's like, no, every single month that, and I I believe I shared this before, that I didn't drink. I was like, okay, this is how much money that I would have spent on alcohol. This is how much I'm going to go to Lulu and buy myself some new workout clothes. That's what I mean when I talk about rewarding yourself. Or uh, the month of July, I was like, I'm going to get, I'm going to treat myself to a pedicure because I'm rewarding myself. And I'm like, it's almost like, yeah, you could just get a pedicure, but it was like, I'm special. This is something that I want. And I'm so proud of myself. And I and like I'm enjoying this. You know, it's a different kind of energy. It's not like I'm going to buy myself McDonald's because I had a hard week and I'm treating myself. You're, you know, treat yourself is, is the expression. But it's like you're re- you're rewarding. You're reinforcing positive behavior. You're reinforcing these positive habits. You're reinforcing nodding at that fear, stepping into your highest timeline stepping into the person that you want to become and keep going. You're rewarding that because that takes effort. That takes discipline. It takes attention to detail. And you should be so proud of yourself. You really, really should. If I don't know. Like, I just feel like someone need to hear that today that, uh, I'll just say it in this way. Like, I'm so proud of you for all the hard work that you have been doing, that you continue to do for shining your light, for keep standing up, back up and for not, you know, focusing on failure and just like, what am I learning from this experience? And that's one of the big takeaways that I would say from pushing that growth edge and feeling that fear and and keep moving forward is you you just, what am I learning right now? How can I use this to benefit me and keep moving forward with that that level of self-love and self-efficacy and um, self-esteem? Because sometimes when we get knocked down, we can very much take it personally. Like, I'm a bad person. Did I do something wrong? We can question. Those are just like fear-based thoughts, right? And it's like, no, maybe I got redirected because something I was calling in something better and it took time for it to come in and boy was it worth it i hope you enjoyed this episode i am excited i have i i will be recording all week because i have a notebook full of ideas of all of the things that i have been learning and growing through this summer uh and a big one this whole year was pushing pushing the envelope and edge on fear and i really inspire or Not inspire. What's the right word? Invite you. That's a better word. I invite you to look at any areas where maybe you're holding yourself back in your comfort zone out of fear or those stories or those loops and just work through these steps. And if you want to share any of them with me, you can find me over on Instagram, like I said before, and I would love for you to share anything that you're working through. Or if you really enjoy this episode, you can screenshot it and tag me at Pam underscore Raka over on Instagram. And I hope you have the most beautiful week. Kids are back in school, meaning more time for moms and uh, t- to just really nurse your own self. That's a big reminder that I always have for myself this week. So I'm sending that out to you if you are a mom or a parent. And even if you don't have kids, this is a beautiful, beautiful time to come into creating structures and routines and, and habits that allow you to feel really, really good. I guarantee you, last September, I did a whole episode on that. So you can circle back to September of 2022 and <laughs> Uh, get something on that but for today like let's just crush these fears so that we can step into the life of our dreams like that that beginning i'm going to circle back to the quote from the beginning because i i just love it and i think that again someone needs to hear it remember that the minute that you take your first step into the life of your dreams the first to greet you is fear nod and keep walking you got this my friends we'll see you next week If you enjoy this episode, I would so appreciate it. If you could share with someone who, you know, is going to enjoy it just as much as you did. You can also screenshot the episodes that you're enjoying and share them to your Instagram stories. Be sure to tag me at Pam underscore Raka and the podcast at divine health podcast. It's a beautiful way for us to grow this amazing community of conscious women looking to nourish their mind, body, and soul to the people who've already left a five-star review. Thank you so much. Your words matter. I appreciate you for the people who've been tuning in each week and haven't left one yet. I would kindly ask that you take a moment. If you feel called to it to drop a little love note, let people know what sets this podcast aside from all of the other ones or just what you're enjoying with it. It allows me to see what you're enjoying so I can create more content like that. And it also helps to improve the rankings and let new people to the podcast know what it is all about. If you don't know how to do that, I have simplified that for you. So head over to my website, www.pamrocka.com. That link is in the show notes. Click the podcast tab, scroll down to where it says leave a review. It is that simple. I've also added a new feature along with all of the other freebies and goodies that I've already had on the, the website I've added. Now you can see each and every one of the podcasts and you can actually listen on my website. So head over there, get whatever nourishing information you need or that can benefit and help you. There's so much free content there. And my goal is for you to to create a radiant, beautiful, healthy life that you love. So shine on my friends.